0: Okay, welcome to the first episode of our the Woke Institute's podcast and videocast simultaneously from Atlanta, Georgia, your host, Rich Pellegrino, the Equalizer. Great to be here and to be offering this uh, first episode of How Woke, Are You Really? And the subtitle is How Woke Do You Really Want to Be? So in the course of these episodes, what we want to explore is wakefulness. I mean, really, that's what being woke is all about. Hopefully, we're all trying to be more awakened to the realities of life, what's really going on around us, what's going on within us, individually, within our families and our communities and in the world. So really, how woke am I? We're, we're all in the in, in all humility. We are all in the process of becoming more awakened. I mean, I'm sure there are people <laughs> that are out there who do not want to be woke because um, they look at it as a negative. Um, and so we'll leave them to their sleep. They're happy in their bubbles of uh, comfort, of delusion, and whatever that causes them to be asleep. But what we're interested in, what I'm interested in personally, is those people who want to join me on this journey of wakefulness, becoming more awoke. Um, I've been at it for over 60 years, and I will be at it for another 60 years hopefully, <laughs> or however many years that I have left on this plane of existence. So I wanted to take you along on the journey a bit because I, I've i been practicing it for, you know, well over 50 years, uh, trying to uh, achieve wakefulness and enlightenment or whatever you else you want to call it. And not only achieving that, knowledge and and awareness, but utilizing it for the betterment of myself and others around me, my family, immediate family, my friends, acquaintances, (laughs) my community, and ultimately my world. One of my favorite um, quotes is let your vision be world embracing. Okay, not just confined to yourself. Not just confined to your community or your family, but world embracing. And one of my favorite bumper stickers is, uh, you know, act locally, think globally. So we will try to apply those principles uh, as we move along in this learning exercise together. So, why me? I mean, why would you want to go along on this journey with me? Well, besides the fact that I'm intelligent, handsome, very experienced. And you probably know me if you're listening to this already and know probably none of that is true, but and humble as well. Uh, However, uh, I do have a lot of experience and I've had many experiences um, unusual to most uh, or unique. We all have our unique experiences in our unique life. I just had an opportunity and privilege, yes, privilege, unearned skin pro- color privilege was part of it, is a big part of it, of why I'm even here today. When you hear some of my story, um, or some of my stories that I'll relate to the principles of wakefulness. So, uh, but many people who hear my stories say that. It's definitely unique. Definitely, the the stuff of movies and series. Matter of fact, I'm commissioning someone now to write uh, episodes for a series that will parallel uh, my life experiences with my learnings of how uh, how to become woke. Uh, and again, anything I tell you, anything I share with you, is my opinion. Is colored my. I, my experiences, my biases, good and bad. And so I will always encourage you to investigate yourself. Think for yourself. That's the main thing we can encourage everybody uh, to do is to, because that's there's not a lot of that today, especially in this country, in this society. Uh, people have been trained, conditioned, to go along with the crowd, whether it's the celebrity crowd, the athletic crowd, you know, media crowd, whatever you know, we're bombarded with all of these um, influencers, is what they call it on social media, Instagram. By the way, you can follow me on Instagram now, uh, Rich under, um, at Rich the Equalizer underscore. Or on Facebook is Richard Pellegrino the Equalizer, okay? And why Equalizer? Well, you know, from the beginning of my existence here, for some reason, I don't like bullies, and I don't like people being bullied. Maybe, maybe I was bullied. I was bullied. Um, I had an inordinately long nose <laughs> that people could pick on. Um, and uh, whatever else, my name, Pellegrino, you know, it, it can be a, a lot of words can be uh, c- construed out of that name, Pelican and so forth. But anyway, besides name calling, you know, in, at schools in New York where I grew up, there was a fair amount of bullying. Uh, it was kind of a way of life and you were either you know, a lone wolf or part of the pack. So initially, I was a lone wolf and was picked on and bullied. And so that probably has colored my experience. Nothing extreme, nothing where I was beat up and constantly harassed or anything like that. But, you know, I'm looking back just trying to find out where I developed my extreme aversion to bullying. Um, You know, perhaps that was the foundation of it. And so... You know, not only do I have an extreme aversion to individuals bullying others, but to institutions, whether they're law enforcement, government, workplaces, and so forth, bullying the people there, whether they're workers, clients, customers, or, uh, you know, in in terms of law enforcement, suspects. So you know, very sensitive to bullying, especially when one person wields power over another person or thinks that they do. And in this country, we know power dynamics are based on several things. Race, definitely. This, this unearned white skin privilege gives me power, unearned power, um, that I have to learn how to use properly. Uh, and, um, uh, you know, sometimes it's uniforms, badges that are, uh, confer artificial power, um, and all types of uh, you know gender. Men have always assumed and been taught that they're more powerful than the other than females. Uh, of course, this is all based on faulty teaching, faulty assumptions, um, and and that's what being woke. Um, entails is finding out what's true quote true because is you know i always say there's three sides to every story there's my side your side and the truth okay so the idea is let's get to that objective truth the best that we can without ever claiming that my truth is the truth or the only truth okay so that's Uh, So people who think they have power artificially conferred upon them by other people because of their uh, position, because of their gender, because of their race or their class, Um, you know, that's all nonsense. It's B.S., and it's really the cause of most anguish, most anxiety, most uh that's on the mild side most fighting brutality murder rape uh you know self-destruction suicide and terrorism is these the faulty are these faulty assumptions that somehow people have learned or have been ingrained or we've been conditioned to to act upon So, what we're talking about really is uh, self improvement, to use the cliche, happiness. Okay? You can't be happy unless you know who you are. That's the first step of being woke. Who am I? My identity. Okay? And if you've been living a false identity that's been given to you by others, sometimes by your parents. well-meaning in many cases, but they were given false information, false uh, uh, assumptions and handed down to you. So if you don't have a proper identity of who you are, if it's based on false assumptions of some kind of superiority complex or inferiority, then you, there's no way you can be happy. There's no way you can achieve your goals, um, which I believe your goals are All of our goals are wrapped around service. Service is the highest aspiration, is the highest station. Service, service to ourselves, service to our family, to our children, to our parents, service to our community and ultimately service to the world. That's what makes us happy intrinsically is when we see other people happy, when we see other people achieving their goals because uh, one of my heroes and prophets is Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr., the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr., whose concept of the network of mutuality, he called it, which said basically, I can't become whom whom I'm supposed to be. I can't become w- truly awakened um, And truly, Rich Pellegrino, until you become who you're supposed to be. In other words, especially if our paths cross, if they intersect, then there's some reason that we're supposed to help each other become who we we are are supposed to be. This is all part of being awoke and wakefulness. And yes, I understand that woke nowadays has different connotations. It's about Black Lives Matter and understanding the social justice and racial dynamics of this country, which is all part of wakefulness. Um, and it's really one of the foundations of it because again, we've been living false racial identities, you know, of superiority, inferiority, and so forth in this country, we've been indoctrinated and conditioned from the beginning, from its founding to now, You know, people talk about being in a post-racial time. We are not, we are just in the beginning stages of racial reckoning in this country. In my lifetime, I witnessed Jim Crow. There were lynchings. It was separate, you know, separate but equal facilities in the South, you know, up north where i grew up i traveled throughout the south up north where i grew up separate neighborhoods completely to this day even separate neighborhoods because they were never forced to integrate like the south was so we are just at the very beginning of racial reckoning and thanks thanks in due, in a large part to the millennial generations okay we've been waiting for you for quite a while especially my generation Because I grew up in the 70s, which was the hippie, black power, um, you know, awakening, enlightenment, uh, age of Aquarius, you know, all different terminologies of that time period. But I'm grateful for being born into that um, because that that helped hasten my awakening. Otherwise, I may still be asleep like many of my uh Caucasian family acquaintances and so forth are uh, they, they don't they don't get it. They've been living in a completely different reality, you know, two Americas or several different Americas, a whole different bubble. So I'm I'm grateful for being born in the 70s and being part of that whole movement and breaking away from the false traditions and assumptions that were taught to me by my parents, who were well-meaning, they were loving, but they were given faulty and wrong information and assumptions, and were not in a space where they could or were encouraged to challenge them until the 70s, when I came along, (laughs) the oldest of, of four. Um and so, yeah, I I uh I partook of that and I'll share some experiences uh in the seventies of my awakening then, but you know, largely after the hippie generation and the black power generation and so forth, you know, after that decade, we kind of went back to sleep, many of us in in many ways. We in other words relatively speaking, we weren't as radical. We didn't push for radical change or revolutionary change as we did in the 70s. Of course, we were met with great resistance then, including assassination, including imprisonment, you know, of political imprisonment. And again, I only avoided that, all of that, all the negative repercussions because I had white privilege. I also had and I have <laughs> also had blue privilege because my old man, my father was a cop, was a police officer, New York City police officer. So I was protected because I was white and I was protected because I was related to him. I was blue, you know, baby blue. And so uh, I avoided incarceration, although I should have been. I had nine felonies for selling drugs to federal agents, selling heroin, because um, I was a drug dealer. I was a an international drug dealer, part of syndicates, um, n- not unlike many in that day. You know, it was kind of a hypocrisy. Here we were becoming enlightened on one hand, studying meditation and yoga, and you know, psychedelics, and you know, uh, going to find ourselves and our identities through spiritual means and drug-induced means and so forth, protesting the war um, and, and standing up for civil rights and equal rights for all people. While on the other hand, we were killing ourselves and others with drugs. Okay. Um, you know, I was an, an, am an addict. I'm not a practicing addict. But I didn't know that until I started using drugs. And I became addicted to every drug there was at the time, including heroin. Luckily, there wasn't crack, otherwise I pr- probably wouldn't be here today. Uh, that came afterwards, and that's another whole chapter of where mass incarceration came from. Um, so, uh, yeah, if I was not white, did not have white privilege and blue privilege, I would have been uh, mass inca- i would have been incarcerated for many years. Um, Instead, I got probation, Uh, and I probably, in the police, uh, you know, I may have been uh, shot. Uh, I was apprehended by police numerous times. I was in protests, uh, where protesters were shot at, and so forth. So, uh, it was a tumultuous time, uh, but it was also a great time of, of revolution. Oh, and back to the the contradiction. So here we were, you know, standing up for positive things, for wakefulness, for being awoke. Well, and um, at the same time, we were killing ourselves and each other, you know, with drugs. As a matter of fact, during the period of the Vietnam War, which was the first war in my lifetime, um, the endless wars that we've, continuously fought unjustifiably and have not won. We haven't won any wars, um, not since World War One and World War Two together with allies. So uh, the same period, uh, while we were protesting and getting high, we, we were dying from drug overdoses uh, at a greater rate than people were being killed on the battlefields in Vietnam. As a matter of fact, more people died in that period from drug overdoses and died from the war. So anyway, uh, so we've been, millennials, we've been waiting for you. I've been waiting for you. I, ju- I jumped and joined right away when all the millennial movements, Black Lives Matter and others started because I've been waiting because we kind of fell back to sleep. But I'll share a little bit uh, of that in, in, uh, subsequent episodes. So anyway, I guess I'm going to wrap it up soon. Um, I don't want to go on too long in each episode to give you a chance. But so I, I started in the seventies and they even made a movie on TV about my whole drug gang and so forth. Uh, and that helped get me out of it and get me, uh, my profession then to become a counselor because I was able to speak on that movie because I was portrayed in it. Um, And so fast forward and many of us turn from drugs, how we got off of our addiction was a spiritual path, the 12 steps, which is not a religious path. It's a spiritual path. It doesn't dictate you believing in God or the God of what other people tell you, religions tell you, and so forth, but the, the higher power and God of your understanding, which again, we're talking about independent investigation. And I want to refer back to this book called Sovereign Psyche by Ezra Arahon. I'm going to constantly refer to this because what we want you to develop, what I want you to develop to assist in your wakefulness and becoming woke, more woke, is to develop what he calls a sovereign psyche, okay? Your own sovereign mind and psyche, okay? That's what we're all in the process of developing. And the subtitle in this book is Systems of Chattel Freedom Versus Self-Authentic Freedom. And the point is, he shows, is how we don't have true freedom, okay, in this country. We have chattel freedom. We're, We're slaves still. We're, I wrote a paper and I'll be happy to send it to anybody if you contact me on social media of why we're still slaves, you know, 50 reasons why we're still slaves. In other words, why everyone is slaves in different degrees, okay? Uh, so we, we have chattel freedom, he says, versus self-authentic freedom. That's what we really want, the freedom to be ourselves the freedom to develop our identities in service to ourselves, our families, our communities, and so forth. That's what this is about. So next time, um, I'll, I'll bring you up to date as to where we are right now, where I am, and, uh, and some of the topics we're going to discuss. I mean, really, you know, of course, the ongoing one is racism, how to be an anti-racist in this society. Um, how to have true freedom. Um, So social justice issues, yes. Uh, But we have to look at the world. If we say Black Lives Matter, which I do, and I believe 100%, not just because my children, by the way, of whom I have eight, are mixed, Black and Italian, uh, and my grandchildren as well, seven of them so far, but this was a belief that I came to back in the 70s, you know, before I even had black friends. It just made sense intellectually and uh, spiritually. And then, of course, when I put it together with actually becoming friends and getting to know people as people, then I understood this this artificial division is just that for a purpose, for economic purposes in this country. Um, so, uh back to the uh so yeah we're going to cover topics obviously having to do with anti-racism and but globally yes in america but global this is a global issue okay where the earth is one country now and mankind its citizen is a quote from the bahai faith of which i espouse along with many other faiths um so You know, what about black people in Africa? Do we know what's going on there? Do we know what our actions here, how our actions here, yes, even when you go to the store, affect black people in Africa right now? Okay. Everything we do has ripple effects, you know, out concentric circles from us to the rest of the world. So anyway, we'll get into that. Um, and with a global perspective, how Black Lives Matter everywhere. All lives, of course, we know that Black Lives Matter o- always said Black Lives Matter too, or also. But you know, Black lives won't, all lives won't matter until Black lives do. So we got to start somewhere. And then we'll also talk about what's what's going on right now in Afghanistan. You know, that's what's in the news. How did we get there? How did we get in? Why are we leaving? And why does it seem like nothing was accomplished? Okay. So, you know, those are a few current events, uh, but also some personal things. What are we doing right in our own house? How are we taking care of the environment, our environment, inside and out? Okay. So I'll see you in the next episode of uh, It was great talking with you. I hope you got something out of it. I hope you're – I piqued your interest to come back. And um, I will see you then. Ciao. Well, welcome back, or to this first episode, really, of the Global Woke Institute series uh, that we're launching, kicking off here just before the end of 2021. So welcome, everybody. Um, What I've decided to do is to give you a glimpse into my life story uh, since I'm one of the founders uh, of the Woke Institute and have been on this journey for 50 years, over 50 years, to greater Wokefulness, to give you an idea that maybe you can relate to, an idea of what went on in my life, which was quite adventurous, um, parallel to what was, what's what been going on in this country in its path uh, from what I say, uh, both of ours, my personal path and the country's path, from self-centeredness, arrogance, white supremacy, uh, denial, unearned privilege, patriarchy, uh, and violence, frankly, that this country was founded upon, um, two Traversing that pathway (laughs) and hopefully uh, out of those principles and values into equity and equality and what we call uh, wokefulness, which equals oneness, as opposed to otherness. So this is my personal Pilgrim's Progress. My name is Rich Pellegrino, and Pellegrino means pilgrim, literally translated from Italian. So um, I'm going to share with you some stories of of my uh, somewhat uh, adventurous and wildlife that took me around this country, halfway around the world, in search of myself, in search of uh, oneness with others, with all peoples and all living things, uh, because that ultimately is what we believe at the Global Woke Institute. That's our purpose Here is to find our essential oneness and operate out of that oneness rather than the otherness uh, or inequity or elitism that we currently are experiencing and have experienced since the founding of America. And not only that, in uh, European history and the history of many countries and civilizations. Uh, So anyway... I I welcome you and invite you to join me on this journey, uh, which hopefully will be uh, both entertaining and educational. So, uh, and also I want to uh, give you some references. Our website is now up and operational, so you can join us there at www.how.com ami.org. Okay, just spell that out. How HowWokeAmI.org. And we named it that for a reason. We it, it started out to be named How Woke Are You? But that's judgmental. We want you to decide for yourself how woke you are and how woke you want to be. We know we cannot be awake all of the time we have to sleep uh, you know at least maybe a third or less uh, or a quarter of the day uh, you know we need our sleep and rest so we can't be a hundred percent woke but certainly uh, everybody I, I believe especially those that are watching this want to be more awakened more enlightened more knowledgeable more learned more sensitive, more loving, and more one. And if you're not, and you prefer sleep, you know, it's pretty comical to me that the people who are (laughs) anti-woke, basically they're admitting they prefer to be asleep or delusional or drugged, uh, you know, and in denial. But so be it. It's not our job to awaken others It's a hard enough time to awaken our, you know, we have hard enough uh, tasks to awaken ourselves. And those uh, our loved ones, our family, friends, and community around us that are supportive and want to go on this journey. So um, that is one resource. The website, there's plenty of ways you can participate already uh, in many facets of being woke. And when we say woke, we're talking about globally, oneness, not just woke Americans, not just Black Lives Matter, but all Black Lives Matter, Uh, African lives, Haitian lives, uh, you know, all lives matter. Obviously, Black Lives Matter has always said that as a movement and organization. Um, But really... As Americans, most of us have little knowledge of lives outside of this country. Many of us uh, don't know much about lives outside of your own culture, neighborhood, village, town, state. And so we want to expand that because this truly is a global age where the world is a neighborhood. Uh, it's been a path that progressive revelation and progressive growth of humanity has been on since its inception and uh, in in uh, my belief system we are entering uh or transitioning from the adolescence of man to the maturity of man or of humankind not just men but men and women and all living things and so uh, this is a unique time. Of course, the transition from adolescence to adulthood or maturity is turbulent, and that's what we're experiencing. Just like the transition from every stage, from the womb to life and, and onward. And so humanity goes through these progressive stages, uh, Toynbee, the historian, viewed uh, history that way and many others, and uh, including... Uh, one of my main inspirations which are the Baha'i faith scriptures uh, that outline in over a hundred volumes the history of of man's progress of humankind's progress and uh, the stages that we've gone through and are going through currently so these resources will all be available there's plenty on the website already so join us there Uh, we have a youtube channel uh, or I have a YouTube channel presently. Eventually, the Global Woke Institute will have its own. But uh, these videos will be posted to my YouTube channel, which is Richard Pellegrino. And uh, since you now the water is out there, I don't need to spell it. Uh, so anyway, let's go to the, uh, to the subject matter at hand, and that is my life. Okay, and this is not in any way to promote me because I've certainly had my ups and downs. My kids and grandkids will even tell you that as well as my dearly departed parents and siblings. Uh, But it's through the struggles. It's through the mistakes you make. I had a great mentor and friend, Richard Hoff, who was a super uh, communicator um, and was a motivational speaker and, uh, an actor in his life. Uh, but he said, uh, Rich, if, if you're not making mistakes, then you're not doing anything. Basically, if you're not making mistakes, you're dead. Um, uh, so the, we're, we're all on a path to excellence, hopefully, um, I like to distinguish between a path to excellence versus a path of, to perfection. We will never be perfect, so that's an uh, an endless task. We can always be excellent. Also, if you're striving for perfection, many times people who are they cannot admit mistakes, you know, and so they're in denial about their mistakes. Uh, Whereas if you're on a path to excellence, you must acknowledge your mistakes to learn from them and move on rather than keep repeating the same ones. And so uh, that's what we're striving for here in our wokefulness or attempts to be woke. Um, And I'm using that term. I know it's been used in many different ways. Um, And uh, some people say it's worn out. But no concept is ever worn out unless you allow it to be. That's up to you. Uh, I don't go by what the popular uh, memes or or uh, or fads um, say. Uh, if I did, I'd be stuck back in the 70s, period. Uh, hopefully, I've grown since then. Uh, although, I am not at all... Uh, Ungrateful for being born in the '60s or or being or growing, having my my youth in the '60s and '70s, and I'll tell you why. So yes, that term woke was used back then, uh, and has been revived now, and will be continued to be used. And so we'll use it here to signify a very positive thing, um, and that is. Wakefulness, enlightenment, learning, growth, progress, okay? Uh, So, um, thanks for joining us on this journey again. And it is a journey. It will never, I mean, when I say it'll never end, it'll never end for me, you know, uh, because we can always learn more, grow more, and so forth. Uh, we use a, a very small percentage of our capabilities now, and we're not even aware of the extent of our capabilities. So, uh, back to the birth of the pilgrim, uh, the seedling was born in the 50s, yep, quite a time ago. Uh, and. Uh, you know, born into pretty much a uh, blue collar, uh, I would say an average or ordinary, uh, not uncommon blue collar Italian family, Italian American family, even though uh, some assimilators in America do not want you to hyphenate. You're either Italian or American. And that was part of the whole plan at the beginning to, um, to strip us of our cultures, to strip us um, into just being white or black. And that's part of the whole process of uh, uh, the uh, birth of racism in this country. But anyway, I was born into, uh, as a firstborn into a, blue-collar Italian family. My father was second-generation American. My grandparents on both sides, moms and dads, came to this country from Italy. So we're immigrants, I found out later, and I will share, uh, undocumented, quote, quote, illegal immigrants, like many uh of our ancestors here. So it's kind of humorous, if not a travesty and a tragedy now to look down upon the undocumented immigrants that have come here and are coming here. That's America from the beginning, never changed. Uh, So it's totally disingenuous, especially for Italians, many of whom came here illegally, quote, um, and even the common derogatory name for Italians, one of them was WAP, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, which I didn't know growing up. You know, somebody called me a WAP. I didn't laugh it off or it was, you know, if they kept it up. Then it was grounds for a fight, I guess, uh, because it was bullying, you know, using the, the uh, you know, Uh, derogatory ethnic terms, just like the N-word. Excuse me. Uh, Although I usually didn't take it to heart at all. But uh, later on in life, way later, just uh, 10 years ago, I learned what it meant when I became active in the pro-immigrant movement, which is, again, a joke that there has to be such a thing since the whole country, pretty much, except for the Native Americans are immigrants. Um, and the slaves, of course, were uh, not documented or undocumented immigrants. They were chattel. They were property. They had no choice. But that's another story that, of course, we'll delve into. Um, I also want to share with you two of the textbooks of my life and of the Institute here um, that I'll be referring to many times. The first one is The Sovereign Psyche um, by Ezra Arahun. and subtitle Systems of Chattel Freedom versus Self-Authentic Freedom. This is probably the main textbook of this whole series and this institute. Uh, So I, I implore everybody to read it. I will be posting on my website an abridged version for those who cannot or don't have the time to read a whole book. Uh, but in the meantime, even, even the author, who's a professor of sovereign studies says, if you can't read a whole book, read the forward and the ending, the, the uh, afterward. And he, was, he made sure that he packed both full of, of gems that outline the central themes of this book. So um, please contact us if you need a copy, want a copy, can't afford a copy, whatever. We will make sure you get to read this book because it's essential, a sovereign psyche. And then uh, the seminal work by another uh, professor, Kendi, uh, Ibram Kendi, how to be an anti-racist, it's really, Put into light, it's really revolutionized the whole concept of racism, and I think everyone, everyone should read it. Every American, for sure, Uh, since every every one of us is a racist, (laughs) and that's I know a a hot topic uh, and a controversial one. But if you read this, you'll understand. I already have abridged this, and uh, it is posted on the website org under anti-racism. Um, so you can get that there. If you want a uh, emailed copy, you can email us at the website and we will send you a copy of the abridged version. But again, it's great if you read the whole thing. And he he he's does essentially what I'm doing now. He goes through his life chapter by chapter to show how he, and he's an African-American gentleman, professor, Uh, progressive, and so forth. And he shows how he has been racist, you know, unconsciously, as an American, we all are, against his own people often. Not against white people, but against his own people, uh, because we've all been conditioned to to do that. And um, and so he's removed the option of being not a racist. Now, in America we're either all racist or anti-racist and you can be both you can be as a matter of fact you are i am you know i'm anti-racist some of the day some day i'm racist i'm working for a company that's racist you know in some of its policies um you know so and sometimes i'm subconsciously i'm unconsciously telling racist joke or a comment my kids will remind me that of that (laughs) my my children who are mixed, quote, mixed race uh, which probably all of us are but uh, black and white and of course in this country uh, mixed means black Uh, so that's uh, two of the textbooks but anyway, I'm just going to tell you a little bit about my birth in the 50s and then the next, next segment we'll get into the 60s which is a pregnant decade with so much going on really the revolutionary time in America, the second revolution, uh, in America was in the sixties. Uh, I'll call it the progressive revolution where our eyes, where we were thrust into wokefulness, the whole nation and the world to some extent, because a lot of the world goes follows what America does for better or for worse. Um, And so the 60s was a mass awakening, uh, mass enlightenment, uh, not without its, you know, problems. Um, So that's what we'll cover in our next segment. But in the 50s, it was still relatively calm, and it was still relatively what the people who say, let's make America great again. What they wanted, men were in charge, woman followed. I mean, I'm generalizing, but in my household, my mother was intelligent, but she didn't really have a voice. In term, she followed, she played her role, and that was as a mother and a housewife. Uh, And I mean, she worked a little bit when she was, you know, before she had me, but after. I came, and then my three siblings, she stayed at home, she cooked, cleaned, and, you know, did not express her opinion unless it was in conjunction with my father's and support of my father's. Uh, I've never really heard her disagree on anything substantial, uh, because that was the role of woman. It was totally patriarchal, still very patriarchal in our country. Uh, but in the 50s, back, <laughs> it was 100% patriarchal. Of course, women had just achieved the right to vote. Uh, you know, think about that in my lifetime. Um, so, uh, So I was born in New York, in Queens, in Long Island Jewish Hospital. I was a Uh, forceps baby, which again, everything progresses by learning, by becoming woke, the medical systems, everything. And so they, they used to pull us out, you know, with forceps, kind of like what you, you know, break a chicken apart with or, uh, and, uh, of course, they, they found out soon afterwards, well not soon, but <laughs> it took decades and or hundreds of years uh, that, that, that that potentially damaged the brain because when they pulled me out, my head went to a cone because your skull is malleable, you know when you're a newborn. and uh, it went to a point. My parents had to massage it over the next you know few months into a a round or flatter top. And so that's my excuse that I often use now as to why I'm somewhat crazy. Uh, And I've always said, if out there is normal, when I worked in field of psychology as a therapist and so forth, and I worked in mental institutions, psychiatric hospitals, drug treatment centers, I always said, I told the clients, if out there is normal, then I want to be crazy. So anyway, on that note, I'm going to close out this session. Again, go um, look at us at org, And um, I will post this uh, there at the website. Uh, also, of course, on the YouTube channel and the podcast Anchor, will be sending that out on social media as well as on our website and so forth. Our Facebook pages, we have global Woke Institute Facebook pages and uh, Facebook group group as well. Thanks, and you have a great rest of your day. And I will see you in the next episode of the Woke Institute, the Pilgrim's Progress uh, from arrogance and white supremacy to wokefulness. Thanks, and have a great one.